Welcome to Mohammed Bana's podcast. Today's podcast, we have a guest, Prince Hassan from Jakarta, Indonesia. Today's podcast is sponsored by Global Institute of Wealth, preserving wealth for future generations. Welcome, Hassan. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks for having me. How's the Ramadan going in Jakarta? Uh, it's good. Yeah, as always. <laughs> okay. Prince Hassan comes from a crypto background of seven years. And he was with a company called Coin Exams. Uh, Hassan, give us give us your background. How did you land up where you are right now? So uh, previously, I was uh, focused on uh, product R and D for uh, like uh, uh, almost uh, all my career. And then I joined the company for uh, market research and mm. business research. And uh, at that time, uh, 2014. So at that time, Bitcoin was just barely uh, being noticed. So we heavily uh, invested time into analyzing the, this trend. So I got a chance to meet a lot of people who, uh, who basically started the whole industry for the crypto. And uh, at that time it was only Bitcoin, but now obviously it's much bigger. So I knew it was like a brick, uh, like a deal breaker technology for everything. It's gonna change everything. But I thought it's gonna take like 20 years. I, I, did, I couldn't imagine that it's gonna be as fast as, as it did. Mm. So, so when, the, when I saw the trend accelerating towards the adopt, adoption of uh, Bitcoin and crypto in general, uh, I thought like, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's like once in a lifetime opportunity. So I left product R&D and focused on the crypto full time. So yeah. And then uh, coin exam came uh, in a manner of need. So it's like, uh, the in, in, like the need is a mother of all inventions. So I, using, I was used to uh, working with Excel sheets, so spreadsheets all around just to analyze various cryptocurrencies, the technologies and uh, the utility. So uh, it, it became impractical because the data keeps updating frequently and I have to update it manually over Excel. So I sought to make something that's uh, a little bit more automated and also to, to share uh, this knowledge with everyone. So Coin Exam actually started as a very basic website. Now we have, uh, multiple products, uh, the most popular of which is the comparison between two coins. So you can compare any of the, of the most popular coins and check the utility, the difference between them objective, objectively. Like we don't measure the popularity of the coin. We don't also measure, the, for example, the, all, the, all the hype related metrics. We focus on the actual utility of the coins and the underlying technology. Okay. Before, before we go more into coin exams, okay, uh, tell, us, tell us going back to your R&D, what were you researching and developing? Well, what type of products? So it, uh, it was a, uh, a very different because I was focused on physical products, okay. but then I got into digital products as well. Right. So uh, yeah, it's you've always been in the computer space or the tech space. Yeah, technology space. I like I like cutting edge technology in general. Okay. So uh, I'm I'm very fascinated with cutting edge technologies, whether it's physical, digital, or whatnot. That's right. what uh, got me into crypto in the beginning. Like it's, and from uh, so this was in 2014, right? You discovered crypto. That was quite early, very early days. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I wanted to buy Bitcoin at that time because I was sure it's going to skyrocket because yeah. Everything make, made sense. At that time, I was in Malaysia, and uh, the only way I could access crypto uh, uh, like in a feasible way was the Bitcoin ATMs. So I located a few Bitcoins ATMs, and whenever I go, it's down. So it's like, oh, I don't no. know my luck or what. So I couldn't buy Bitcoin until 2016. 
Okay, okay. And yeah, they probably uh, weren't such big exchanges like Binance and all these exchanges weren't so it popular. Wasn't, it back. wasn't as easily accessible. And also Malaysia, even until now, uh, they are not very crypto friendly. Like okay. even a lot of founders who founded a lot of crypto businesses in Malaysia have already moved on to Singapore and even the US. Right. So right. I think, yeah, some countries missed the opportunity as well. So, so when, well did, as in, when did CoinExam get created? Just last year. Okay. And, and yeah. just before coin exam, what were you doing? So just before coin exam, I was uh, still in the digital product R&D space. But obviously crypto was always uh, like a part of my life because uh, as an individual investor, I had to, to, check, to check out like uh, so every- So explain, explain to us before coin exam, the R&D you were doing, what, what did that entail? What were you researching and developing? Just price action? market caps volatility. not related to crypto so so before coin exam mm. my main my main job like my main career was products digital and physical products r d so okay. it's not not related to crypto so crypto was on the sideline right so now you decided to go full into crypto and yes. make it a full-time job exactly yeah, yeah. Right. i i actually regret every uh because i found out each year i keep regretting that why i didn't enter last year to crypto so i i gave my final decision this, this convinces me because uh, our company, Global Institute of Wealth, that we develop is like almost a year and a half in the making. So I did discover crypto in 2016, bought it like a stock. When it went up 50%, sold it, thought, oh, I made money. But uh, last year, I mean, the previous year when COVID hit, and I was like, you know, my business model's not right because I couldn't get goods in through the ports because the ports were locked down. And you went and you researched what's a better commodity to invest in. And that's how I came across Bitcoin. And I was like, oh, but I knew this Bitcoin before. But now I looked at it as a different way. Instead of looking at it as yes. a stock I, uh, to buy and sell, I looked at it as money, future money, yes. you know, as a store of value and as a hard money. And then you know, I landed up doing Sailor Academy course. I did an MIT course. I read the Safer Dean Amos Bitcoin Standard. You read uh, BJ, BJ Boyapati's Bullish Case of Bitcoin. And then you feel like this whole world explodes up to you. And then you're like, there's yeah, nothing yeah. more important to work on besides yes, this. Yeah. Actually, at that point in time, when I started in 2014, I had this feeling exactly, not even 2016. But I, I thought it's really, I thought it's going to be take 20 years. I couldn't imagine it's going to be like explode as it did. So I knew it's, uh, it's like going to revolutionize everything. It's going to uh, basically make the banks obsolete. But uh, because I, I was talking to all the CEOs who started most of the exchanges and companies we see today, uh, but I couldn't imagine it was going to accelerate at that speed. So the, the speed is the, the one that took me by surprise. Okay. But uh, this gives me more, more uh, belief in what I'm doing because uh, we're trying to, uh, cons we, we aim at consulting with high net worth individuals and family offices. So, so does your company uh, focus on investment in general or? Uh, no, so at the moment, we're not taking people's money. We just want to do advisory on why they need to put Bitcoin on their balance sheet for preserving wealth for future generations. What we did do is uh, on our website, if you visit our website, we have affiliate links. We've affiliated with Trezor, Ledger, Cold Card. We even affiliated with companies to offer you a second passport or citizenship uh, in any country in the world that's available. So more than 90 countries available. So our whole thing is that you should move your, your assets into a digital space, 
keep them in your hard wallet, multi-sig wallet, have a second passport. So all this actually have a lot of synergies. Like when you mentioned the passports and the freedom, I think the freedom of travel, the freedom of association is going to be uh, the next goal for almost anyone who like thinks of long term. Wow, I, I, I'm amazed that you're saying this because it's been in my mind and you know, hearing it from someone else. It's exactly what I'm thinking. It's uh, basically you have a passport that can get you into other countries. So right some... now we have we have like two two directions for the world. Otherwise, mm. uh, we are either going into the totalitarian like regime system where one or two countries control the whole world and there is no freedom at all, or we are going to decentralized system. We cannot go back to the to the normal system we had, where, where we have like a bunch of good countries and a bunch of bad countries. It's not mm. going to be this way because mm. the, the dictatorships right now are like uh, either uh, political parties or countries, they want to expand their power, project their power. So the only way to counter that is actually decentralization with the modern technology. There's mm. no other way out of this, in my mm. opinion. Mm. Mm. So, so the reason coming back to, uh, I just want to finish on this, why we've developed Global Institute of Wealth and the slogan being preserving wealth for future generations is we believe that many business people are so focused after 2010 COVID in their business, trying to get their business back, that they're not realizing the money printing that's happening in America and the devaluation of the dollar. Now, most of the world, Indonesia, South Africa, whenever we need to travel to Europe or anywhere, we always convert our local currency into US dollar, and then we travel, correct or wrong? Okay, it's like uh, the US... Way, yeah, yeah. Also, euro is also very big. So yes. currently, actually, in uh, international transactions, euro is uh, almost uh, ellipsing the dollar. Yes, yeah. but what I mean but is, the same, we, the, same we, idea. the idea is we always uh, want to look at our our fiat, right? Our South African rand or your Indonesian currency. You always look what is it compared to the dollar. But the people mm -hmm. in America actually losing value so i watched a documentary on al jazeera last night a small documentary bread a loaf of bread has gone to five us dollars that is very expensive okay and there's more than eight percent they're calling it eight percent inflation in america but i believe inflation is more than eight percent it's actually 30 percent okay and the easy way to watch that is you just look at the rise in the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ or the, you know, the way shares are shooting up. It could actually be, I was just talking to someone, uh, like we made some rough calculations. It could actually be more than 50%. If you exactly. look at the a wide range, because they, they do two, two mind tricks. So they have the CPI, they choose a, a basket of products that's sometimes not really representative of the spending or of businesses or individuals. The second thing that they play, uh, they play with is called the dollar index. Mm. So they are comparing the dollar to a few of countries, which actually is very weak right now. So they mm. compare it to the British bound, to a few, uh, a few other countries. They're not comparing it to the Chinese yuan, for example. The Chinese yuan is actually, and the Indonesian rupiah, for example, are both gaining since the, the last drop uh, in 2020. They are both gaining on the dollar. Right, right. So let's imagine how, how bad is it uh, for the dollar right now. And actually, mm. it's, it's all the fiat countries are, are having inflation. But the dollar right now is really, uh, it's critical for anyone saving their money in dollars. They are at very high risk. Mm. So, so exactly on this point, I believe many family offices and high net worth individuals are very focused in the last two years in their primary business. 
Okay. And they're not noticing, they're not zooming out, stepping back and looking at the zoomed out 10 year picture of what's happening. Okay. And if you're not saving the dollars and in fiat currencies. So whatever they can save aside, they put aside in fiat instead of putting it well out said. in. Well said. So they might be making more. Uh, what, what is your currency in Jakarta, Indonesia? What do you uh, call Indonesian it? Rupiah. Indonesian, Indonesian rupiah. rupiah. So you might be making more rupiah or more rands in South Africa. But in actual fact, if you could, as Michael Saylor, you know, Michael Saylor says, yes. you know, if he had to go buy a yacht for a million, just call it $10 million today, that same yacht in two years time is worth 20 million. So it's actually, it's, it's, it's the same yacht. It's your currency is getting, uh, your buying power is depreciated. Okay. You need double the amount to buy the same item. So with, what we're getting at that many people are earning money, saving money, but in their local currency. And what they forget to do is zoom out and step back and say, listen, I've saved this, uh, just let's call it 1,000 Indonesian rupiah, but I could buy for a thousand, just example, let's say you could buy an iPhone 12, okay? Mm -hmm. But in two years time, the price of that iPhone goes up or in a year's mm -hmm. time, the price of the iPhone goes up. But now your buying power of that thousand rupiah has depreciated. In fact, if it's gone up, 100%, your buying power has gone down 50%. Correct, correct. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. So and how, like, do we, how do we, uh, that is also the purpose of this podcast. How do we educate the people that are not aware of this and bring it to their attention? Okay. And uh, everything's not about me making money and you making more money for yourself. It's also about following our passions and educating the people that don't know. We're doing this for the people that don't know. We're not doing this for the Raul Pauls and the Michael Saylors and the Max Kaisers that already know. That's not the point of our podcast. Yes, yes, exactly. Right. We so basically want to orange pull everyone. Yeah. When I decided to share the data, like I told you uh, in, a, in a website, actually, this is was the main goal because uh, it, for me, it's a selfish reason is not actually to make money uh, directly from the website, but rather to make money from the program, which is automated. So instead of I, I'm doing this on a, a manual scale, it's automated, so it's easier for me. So even if nobody visits the website, it's beneficial for me. Yes, to keep it up. yes. So yes. that's one reason. The second thing also, if you consider, uh, like for example, the US dollar, like uh, let's say for example, or even gold. Mm. So lately we even added gold and silver and platinum to our list. So the people can see the actual utility uh, yeah. from a, a monetary value uh, or a monetary standpoint between the, the fiat currency, like the US dollar and, and uh, metals and the precious metals and crypto. And you can see they are very down in the list. The US and uh, euros almost at the bottom of the list. The gold and silver are a bit higher. So, uh, so yeah, can, maybe- like, Can you share your screen with us for now and just show me uh, why- I don't have it on the screen, but- Oh, you don't have it on the screen. Okay. okay. Maybe you can actually share it from you. You can just open our website. Yeah, let, let, me, let me do that. Uh, desktop share. One second, let's see, zoom. Oh, because we recording at the moment, it's not letting me do that. But maybe I can share, you can give me, ah, oh, okay. I don't have the privilege to share. Uh, uh, I can okay. just uh, read, for example, for you the statistic, like, imagine, for example, if yeah. you... There, there's it, I've given you permission. Oh, okay, perfect. Can you give me a second. 
I'm not sure exactly where I have to click to share. Um, but just the website, if that's. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I found out. Sorry. Okay. This is very interesting. I'm very curious to see your so website. Can, can you see my right. So you've created this website, coinexams.com. Exactly. Right. So, so basically, Ex see explain it to the listeners and us what we're looking at. Okay. So, so first, we are looking at a uh, multiple uh, multitude of currencies, which mostly is crypto. And uh, here are some metrics, uh, objective metrics. So there is the fees. How much does it cost on average to transfer, to make a transfer? How long does it take for one transfer? The traffic, uh, it means like how many, how many fund transactions are actually happening per second? Because a lot of crypto coins, they will claim they have 100,000 transactions per second. But in reality, the, the biggest, like for example, I have 13 or 14 transactions per second. And uh, we have also the supply. Like some coins have unlimited supply, as you can see here. Some mm. others have hard caps. So this is very important because if you have unlimited supply, you're not very much different than the US dollar. So where's Bitcoin uh, in this whole thing? So Bitcoin is here. It's average. So it have uh, basically because it's the, the first technology, so it's like the first iteration. It has some uh, drawbacks, but actually most of its stuff is, is very acceptable. So the only thing is it's a bit slow. And so also the, the supply of Bitcoin showing 90%. Yes. It's actually almost uh, 91, but still not quite. I think mm. it's, it's 91 currently. Uh, so yeah, and doesn't have staking. So staking is like an argument against and for it. But in general, the argument against it is because it's caused inflation. So that's why we have inflation here. So whenever the uh, inflation is impacted, it will impact it negatively. You can see here, for example, for Bocadot, the inflation is so high. So they have like a, a minus points. And here at the bottom, we can see in FAQs, you can see how do we calculate this score, like the, the equation. So everything is very transparent, easy. And actually, by the color codes, you can see how we can calculate the, this. Going back to the dollar and the and the euro, you can see here they are number uh, one hundred on the list, or uh, even uh, more than that. So the gold and silver so, are here. So could you just take us through the dollar, and then gold, and the then Bitcoin? Right. Yeah. Let's just do three. The comparison page. So from up here, you can go to the uh, comparing. Ah, uh, this is brilliant. Yeah, and you can. For, let's say, for example, we, we want to compare gold. So we're comparing gold to Bitcoin. So the utility of gold, uh, the score we gave based on the equation we just showed how to calculate. So it's two. This one is six, and the future mm -hmm. of uh, of Bitcoin is, is going to improve uh, marginally because uh, the nodes is going to increase and uh, whatnot. The fees for uh, for transaction in gold is unknown because sometimes it can be up to ten percent. Like if you try to sell any gold bars, you will see it's mm -hmm. never the same as you buying it. So mm -hmm. the fees are quite high, but also it's unknown. The delay for Bitcoin uh, is a bit high, but obviously it's much better than unknown delay for gold and all the other unknowns in the transaction. The the transactions for a Bitcoin is about three per second. Gold is probably more than 20 transactions per second, giving the number of gold stores uh, around the world. So we came to this conclusion based on the, there is like how many stores uh, selling right. gold right. Uh, right. across the world. And uh, so, yeah, it's just uh, an imaginary number, but it's, uh, it's quite high. Uh, but obviously the gold problem is that uh, it doesn't have a hard cap. So mm. even though it's inflation is almost- So just, just slow down for the listeners, for the listeners, because they, they, they need to- visualize what they're not seeing on the podcast okay so supply of gold you've got 
with an X there. Why is supplier X for the listeners? Because because there, uh, even though uh, there is some estimations to how many gold are is available to mine, mm. there is still asteroids to factor in for the future, which is actually a reality right now because a lot of companies working on mining asteroids. Even on Earth, whenever the gold price increases, the mining activities increase. Correct. So even if the inflation rate is kept at 2%, Bitcoin is still better because in the future, Bitcoin inflation will go down to 1% and even less as, as we reach this hard cap and because of the halving. So each four years, Bitcoin supply uh, inflation is reduced. Hmm. So this is an advantage for Bitcoin that no other precious metal has. Uh, both don't have staking, so it's not really a comparison metric, but for the smart contracts, lately with the, with the latest update for Bitcoin, actually can do some, some form of smart contracts to interact uh, uh, with any application uh, for it to interact easily with the Bitcoin blockchain. Hmm. So this is actually very good. I mean, at least at the very least, Bitcoin is digital. Gold doesn't have any digital properties and yeah. we are in the digital age now. Like I'm communicating with you. If I want to transact with you with gold, it's almost impossible or hmm. like at most like not practical at all. Hmm. Uh, but uh, with Bitcoin, it's, uh, it's very feasible. The retail ac uh, acceptability. So right now, uh, uh, I wouldn't say every store online, but almost every store you can actually buy by Bitcoin. Even if the store is not accepting Bitcoin directly like Amazon, mm. there are third parties who can allow you to uh, use your Bitcoin to buy. Yes. So actually, for example, at our company, practically speaking, almost 90% of the services we use, we pay for uh, by Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. Right. So it's a reality today. It's not like, for example, an imaginary uh, functionality. It's a reality today. So just on that, uh, basically what you're paying, you're paying with Bitcoin, but it uh, probably on the Lightning Network or something gets transferred to... Uh... No, not really. Actually, uh, actually, yes, you can pay on the Lightning, but we use the, the Bitcoin Network itself. Bitcoin Network itself. It, it takes uh, about, uh, yeah, it takes maybe half an hour at most or two hours, depending on, uh, on the Bitcoin. Like no, but the, how are you converting it to the local currency if you have to pay someone online? If it's they only accept we, Visa are, and Mastercard, we are, we are we the company holds crypto and it's pay, it pays also to oh uh, okay by crypto. So we try to keep it uh, as much as possible because it's actually for us like uh, if you are not in the U.S., anyone who doing international business who is not in the U.S. and trying to pay by credit cards, a lot of times uh, at least for us here in Indonesia, I don't know uh, for other mm. countries, a lot of times uh, the, the cards will get declined. So you have to call the bank just to, to let the transaction, a very basic mm. transaction goes through. Mm. It's not mm. easy. The second thing is that you have to put a lot of information and it, it's a cumbersome just to, to pay to pay for something. But if you're paying with crypto, it's uh, instantaneous. Even if it takes time for the transaction itself to process, the work you do on your part just to check out to pay for the service online is very seamless. So you just mm. scan the code, click transfer, it's done. I agree. Uh, yeah, and then for the wallets, uh, obviously for the gold, uh, this is one of the very good properties for gold and other precious metal, which can you can take custody of it. Bitcoin as well is this. So, so the wallet, uh, sovereign wallets represent the, the custody, the ability to take custody of the coin. Mm -hmm. Why we have this metric? Because a lot of crypto coins until now, up until now, they don't have any, any wallets which are like uh, independent. Most of the wallets they have are actually by the own by the team by the founding team. So mm. basically, you, you cannot uh, practically take custody of these coins. You either have them on the exchange, or you have them uh, in wallets that you don't really fully control or trust. 
Right. So they're not uh, hard wallets. They're probably uh, hot wallets. They bought, they're online. They're not offline. You can't take them offline. Not really. Actually, it doesn't really uh, matter as much, but the, the, it matters who controls this wallet. So if, if it's an exchange, this means the keys are accessible to the exchange. Ah, if okay. So not basically what you're saying is there's no true ownership. The ownership yes, is not transferred. Is no true yes. But in precious metals, you have true ownership. So this is something that's common between gold and Bitcoin and some other cryptocurrencies. Mm, mm. Uh, then we go to verified public nodes. So for gold, there isn't really uh, like a, a ledger. Specific, yeah, uh, yeah, a specific number of, uh, of uh, like the metrics that you can check or like an access. Like you cannot, for example, say today how many uh, gold uh, kilograms or tons are available in the world. You can just estimate, but for Bitcoin, everything is very specific. And anyone, so when we say it's pub, they have verified public nodes, it means anyone can go to any uh, open source depository like GitHub and download a software that allows them to access the blockchain directly. So you don't need any third parties involved. Mm. So this is the quality in Bitcoin and many other good uh, quality cryptocurrencies. Okay, what's, what's at the bottom of the page there? Yeah, so it's a year. So basically gold uh, have been used as a currency since almost uh, 700 uh, BC so, uh, or CE. Uh, and uh, Bitcoin is a bit newer. So gold is better than, than Bitcoin in that uh, aspect. But uh, yeah, just- uh, one could, you show us, could you show us the dollar versus Bitcoin for yeah. now? Let's check the dollar. So- and Just take us the through the main, the main points, yeah. Yeah, so the dollar, uh, we give it like a utility score of one, but then for the future, we expect a utility score of zero mm. compared to other uh, cryptocurrencies. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is objective. Everyone can check the metrics and if there is any metric uh, that's wrong, they can tell us. Uh, the good thing about the dollar, obviously it's used a lot more. So there is a lot more traffic uh, or maybe you can translate it to liquidity mm. uh, available for the dollar, but actually to transfer the dollar, it's, uh, it's worse than Bitcoin. So sometimes, Very actually, slow. yeah, if, you, if you've done any, even uh, I, I was surprised, like when I hear from my American friends in the US, local transactions take a lot of time. Sometimes it takes more than one day, just local transactions. No. Uh, if you go to international transaction, the situation is not any better. It can mm. take up to two weeks even uh, in some transactions. And you have to do all kind of verification just to, to let the transaction go through. And even then it might get stuck somewhere and you have mm. to pay a lot of fees. Mm. Uh, so the, the funny thing about the dollar transactions, there is something uh, maybe and not a lot of people are aware of. There's something called PIN. So uh, it's P, I think P-E-N. Uh, so it, it, this, uh, this code, when you transfer, it means that the bank decides how much money they want to get out of the transaction for the fees. So mm. you even don't know in advance how much the intermediary banks are going to get. Mm. For Bitcoin, everything is transparent and you can see here the average transactions right now. The problem with Bitcoin is, as we mentioned, the limited uh, traffic. So this number can go up a lot, but uh, up until now, most of the time, it's still more cheaper than uh, sending any international uh, transaction with the dollar. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see obviously the supply of the dollar, which is the, the main issue here. Uh, it's huge, uh, it's unlimited, and we don't even know how many of uh, the dollars are currently available in the market. Inflation is obviously, I mean, according to the official numbers, it's uh, it's seven percent in the the monetary supply. So if you average out the the inflation during the the last 10, 20 years, it's about seven percent. Obviously, during the last two years, it has been a lot more higher than that. So that's why we expect the future is gonna 
for almost definitely cross 10 10% of the supply annually so this is a huge uh, huge disadvantage but then for the for the smart contract also uh, we don't have any smart functionality with the dollar uh, the good thing is that the dollar obviously is accepted everywhere uh, you can take custody of the dollar as cash okay. so this is the, this is the good thing but this will be eliminated when you when we will go to the cbds so right now they're trying to to enforce the cbds so basically, they will also be in custody of your dollars. So even this. But just explain, adapted, explain to the uh, for the listeners uh, in your definition what is CBCDs, central so bank digital currency. CBDCs, so, so they, yeah. Yeah. So they saw the people's uh, attention and uh, like uh, uh, interest in cryptocurrency. So they are trying to provide like an alternative or uh, or uh, another competitor to crypto, but something that they can control. And not only that, it will be more controlled than the current dollar. Uh, so right now, just to print dollars, uh, to put into circulation some dollars, they have to print the actual physical paper sometimes. And uh, in addition to that, they have to do a lot of work with the, their local banks so to, to issue the, and the supply and all this uh, system that's currently existing. So instead of all this complex system, yes, the system will be much simpler, but also the printing will be much simpler. So everything will be controlled by the central bank, hence mm. the name central bank digital currency. So there wouldn't be even any checks and balances. So right now there is still like some form of checks and balances. Later on, uh, we wouldn't have this. So okay. it's really uh, alarming at that, uh, in this case. Okay. So uh, maybe can, can you give me a second? Just yeah. give me a second. I, uh, I want to mute my mic. Just give me a second. Okay, sorry about that. So, okay. uh, so for the for the dollar also, we cannot verify the current supply. Uh, as you can see here from the verified uh, and public nodes, we, we don't know how, how much is actually available or we cannot even audit. I mean, right now, uh, the, the, Fed, the Fed is almost above any audit. So they audit themselves, which is not really <laughs> an audit. Yeah. So it's quite funny. And also for the nodes, we, we tell it's less than 25 nodes, uh, like verifying the, the Fed balance sheets, but obviously it's just one in reality. So it's just, it's a generous to say it's less than 25, but yeah. So this is just the metric we use for most crypto. If it's less than 25, it means it's really bad and it's really centralized, not, not mm. really decentralized. It has an advantage over Bitcoin in terms of uh, its age. So yeah, it's, it's a bit older, but uh, yeah, it's not that much old compared to, for example, gold. Hmm. Okay. Take us back to your home page, please. Sure. Okay. So, you know, with your score, with Algorand scoring number one, ex explain that to us. It's basically and BNB. Why would those rank up so high? So we can see from the metric, like almost everything is green. Uh, the only drawback it's a uh, relatively new compared to other crypto like bitcoin mm -hmm. bitcoin is uh, 2013 like when i say 2013 it doesn't mean that it was uh, created in 2013 in 2013 it started to be widely circulated and it's accessible to the public so mm -hmm. prior to that uh, people will be were able to trade it together but it was mostly peer-to-peer -peer transactions mm -hmm. not as much as as we have now uh, so, starting in 2013, we, we started having a Bitcoin ATMs and some other forms for the public to get involved. 
So what you're saying, your what you what we looking at at coinexam.com. Okay, I recommend all listeners go and view this page, coinexams.com. What what you're saying is, you've given us a matrix on evaluating your coins with all these matrix, and it shows us that BNB is quite a good coin to buy. Correct or wrong, or to invest in? In a, in a way, in a way. So. So basically this ranking ranks utility, but it doesn't really rank the undervalued and overvalued crypto. So some of the crypto which already are high on the list here are actually already uh, fairly valued. So the, maybe the gains wouldn't be as good. Oh. So that's why we created this other service. So uh, let me just uh, give me a second. I need to uh, some stuff. Okay. Okay, so we're going to the to here. Uh, when you visit this uh, crypto portfolio builder, All you right. can see, uh, you can choose whatever crypto you want to invest in. For example, let's say uh, ADA, BNB, Bitcoin, and Ethereum, and Solana, for example. Okay. These are quite popular. Uh, you can see here, then we assign the, the, the rating based on the undervalue and overvalue. So at that point in time, uh, like when you go back here, we don't access the market data, but when we go here, we, we access the market data, and then we can assist compared to the utility and the price and the market cap. Is it really worth it or no? So you can see here, uh, ADA is uh, like Bitcoin actually is better than Solana in utility, but currently Solana is slightly undervalued in our point of view. It's slightly nice. undervalued compared to, to Bitcoin. So how, how, what, what's happening in the back end of this program to say that Solana's um, more valuable at the moment, a better buy? uh yeah. is it is it using coin i mean the market capitalization or the supply so, so yes exactly we're using the market caps uh, capitalization so we we uh we multiply the supply here that's why we include here the supply we multiply the supply by the price we get the market cap so you can see here the the market cap for uh for solana is much very much less than uh, bitcoin and you can also see this one from here. So let's go to the comparison page. Uh, it's actually very interesting here. So let's say are uh, like comparing two coins, which one to invest in more. Obviously this one is just like uh, arbitrary metrics because when we go to the valuation, it's very different from the utility because you can value it uh, based on a lot of things. Mm. Like for example, uh, you can value it on a future utility or current utility. Okay. You can include a lot of things. So let's say here, for example, we have Solana and Bitcoin. When you go under here, First, you can see that the difference in the utility. So Bitcoin is better in some stuff. Solana is better than others. Uh, but then the most important part is here. When you go here, you can see uh, it says, uh, for example, here, uh, Bitcoin utility is almost as good as Solana's, but uh, it's ex expected to continue, blah, blah. Okay, here, look, it's market cap uh, uh, for the Bitcoin is about 703 billion euro. Compared to Solana, it's only 30. Hmm. So very uh, Bitcoin small is, yeah, very, very small. So even though utility of Bitcoin uh, is uh, like, as you can see here, is slightly higher or almost almost the same or slightly higher, uh, Solana is still very undervalued because the market cap is so minuscule. So there is a, a huge room to grow. Hmm. Yeah, it is obviously like, even even though it's, uh, it's very good like this, it can actually go to zero. Like we don't know like the future, obviously. But just like an estimation, if you estimate based on this metrics, Solana is looks very probably undervalued. Mm. So yeah, it's a very good, easy way to compare cryptos. So for example, let's say uh, if you compare with Cardano, you can see, for example, also Cardano uh, is pretty uh, undervalued. 
So Bitcoin is overvalued slightly compared to uh, to Cardano. Oh, only 28 billion. Yeah, because it's only 28. This one is 700. Mm. Uh, but other other cryptos are are very different. So for example, if you go to uh, let's say, uh, I think Dodge maybe. Dodge <laughs> and let's yeah. So if you go to Dodge, uh, yeah. Oh, it's also uh, uh, it's so you see Bitcoin. Even though Dodge is only 17 billion, we still consider Bitcoin undervalued compared to Dodge. Why is uh, that? Because Dodge utility is very low. So it's not only about the market cap, because if you go here, the utility is extremely low. So it's actually a very high risk compared to Bitcoin. So even though Bitcoin is almost like you can see. Now, what do you uh, mean by that? By its utility is very low, that you can't use it in any way. Yeah, you can see here, for example, uh, look, you can see here the actual utility metrics. So the transaction fee is almost as Bitcoin, as much as Bitcoin. The, the, the time it takes uh, is, almo is almost uh, is also very high. So yeah, it's uh, slightly less than Bitcoin, as you can see here, but it's still very high. Uh, the transactions per second, which is like, it, it appears like as the liquidity in the market is very, very low for Dodge. So actually, if you look on Twitter, that's why we don't follow hype. Because if you look on Twitter, you would imagine that Dodge is more popular than Bitcoin. But in reality, the people use Bitcoin a lot more. So only 0 0.2 uh, transactions per second uh, for Dodge compared to three transactions. The supply right. also is unlimited. So you buy, you're investing in something that the, maybe in the future there is going to be uh, like a huge, a huge uh, like a much bigger supply of. So you will be devalued. I agree. That. I agree. So Let's go back to the builder. Back. Sure. An example, if we had to put... Uh, ten dollars or hundred dollars into each one or okay so so basically any any, any amount yeah amount so it recommends the amount oh so you. then this recommends how your portfolio should yes. be split yes ah. exactly and you can change that so you have settings here let's okay. say if you go, go here to the setting which one do you prefer do, are you investing for example long term so you prefer the future or do you prefer now because we have to oh wow 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 now this and is then, the true value in this uh, portfolio yes, builder yeah, and then for example, uh, imagine you like uh, like less risky investments. So you like to invest in large caps. Most people would would prefer large caps. But let's imagine you want to bit a uh, bit of risk. So you want to go to the small caps. So it will actually give a higher score. It will not eliminate the large caps, but it will give higher score to the smaller caps. So let's let's say let's say you you have a client who's a high net worth individual and he's got a million dollars to invest. Let's use this as an example. How would you yeah, use your program for a million dollars to invest? We have now a million uh, euros. Yeah, and, and you can our... treat me no, as a client and I'll, you can ask me the questions, right? Okay. So, so uh, right now we have $1 million, right? So we choose right. the currency. Now okay. it's $1 million. Uh, right. Then uh, we choose which crypto do you like? But uh, say the guy doesn't know anything about cryptos. He, he just wants to invest. Okay. So what we can do is we choose all the, all of the cryptos, okay? Let's use everything, okay? Wow. And then I'm, I'm going to show you a, a very neat trick. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean we know. Because true, I'm right? being practical. Yeah, I'm being practical. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. Okay. This you came. What I, what I do myself in the beginning, right? Like for example, for my own portfolio, this is what no, I would so, do. So so hear me out. So say Global yeah. Institute of Wealth in South Africa calls you up yeah. and says, "Hey, Hassan, I have this yeah. client. He has a million dollars. He knows nothing about crypto." How can you advise us 
how to build his portfolio. That is why we are having this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. This is uh, actually a very practical example. Yeah. So, so let's continue. Like it's almost finished here. But I want to ask you a quick question. While while you're clicking all these, it seems that you've got maybe what's this, forty or fifty cryptos on your chart here. It's almost hundred actually. Almost hundred, right? But there's seventeen thousand. There's seventeen thousand. Yeah, I'm going to show you a neat trick. So I'm going to show you a neat trick right now. So right now, let's say for example, this person have a million dollars. They want to invest for the future, and they don't want they want they don't want to take a huge risk. So they are going with the large caps. Yeah, but you can Uh, ask me the questions and I'll answer. So we want. Uh, okay, so are you are you looking for the long term or the short long term? Long term, long term. We're looking for five to ten years, right? Are you looking for a, a bit of a high risk? So you go no, with the point. No, 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 uh, no, no. We don't want high risk. We want low risk. Okay, bit less risk. Okay, if you want also a bit less risk, then you should also uh, increase this one. So instead of okay. including all the coins, let's filter out all the coins which doesn't have a good utility. Okay. So right now, even the, the coins which have zero utility as the okay. US dollar. We include it, but okay. no, let's filter them out. So you see in real time, we can see okay. all these coins who are less than six are being eliminated. Right. For the future as well. Let's say, for example, for the future, we want to go for seven. Okay. So it must have at least seven in the utility score. Wow. So we have a, a much less uh, number of coins. Actually, the best if you go until eight. So basically, you can see the, the top. Conservative, if, very conservative. Yeah. Yeah, but very conservative. If you go like this. Then you have a very conservative list ah. of uh, the best uh, utility. Uh, but you can, yeah, you can like to expand your portfolio. You can go a bit uh, slightly less. And then uh, also uh, we go here, like for example, here now we have Bitcoin and have uh, Bitcoin Cash and many of the popular okay. cryptocurrency, uh, also Litecoin. Uh, okay, let's let's go. So whenever you you go back or, or like you you increase the the limits, these coins get eliminated and they get deselected from your portfolio. So you have so to select them again. Moving. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the, then we go to something very important as well. Uh, one of the most important metrics, which is the how many transactions per second, because okay. there are some crypto which have a lot of good metrics, but nobody uses them. So let's say, for example, the minimum we, we want is have at least 0.1 transaction per second. It's very low, but it would be surprised at how many cryptos are even less than that. So okay. 0.1 transaction, not even one transaction per second, just 0.1. Okay. Then this is the actually very important. If you click any, any supply, it means mm-hmm. even coins which have unlimited supply, let's say similar to the dollar, they will be included. But I would prefer limited supply because this is basically what... what just, just, just move your mic. Your mic was... Okay, now it's better. Yeah, now so, it's better. so if, we, if we go with the limited supply... No, there's a, we, sound, there's a sound coming. Okay, stop now. Okay, now can you hear me? Right. Okay. So, so the, the limited supply uh, is actually basically the advantage we have over the fiat currencies. So that's why I recommend like to click on the limited supply. Then you can eliminate all the coins which doesn't have uh, like a cap over, over the supply. Okay, this one is the limited supply. And that's it, we click save and we can see our new uh, allocation. So, so you can see like some coins which are like uh, maybe not so popular, but actually they are very, very undervalued. So mm. the, the possibility of them increasing is very high. Obviously, nothing is guaranteed, but yes. there is a huge possibility. Like, for example, LPC, this one is a coin which is used in Odyssey. Odyssey is a competitor to YouTube, but it's built on the blockchain, and it's actually gaining a huge momentum. So this is the coin uh, that's used in this platform, and it's mm. also uh, have a hard cap. So it also has a, have a hard cap. But actually, its utility is not very high. So 
if we go here and we increase the utility a bit, as you can see, we still have LBC here. If you increase the utility a bit, let's say go to six, and then it will disappear. Mm. Okay, so mm. that's how you can see. Like it's very easy to to tailor your portfolio. So, so let let's go through the portfolio now and look at it. So okay. you got two hundred thousand in XNO. So, so now we still haven't allocated the money. So as you can see here, the value of the coins is zero. We still haven't bought any coins. So the good thing about actually this kind of portfolio is that it's local, so you don't need to make an account. Like uh, you mm. can just uh, use it locally, and it will be saved, and you can access it like. Uh, in this same browser at uh, any time. So it's like paper trading. So we are providing something like paper trading. You can test out the portfolio, see how it performs over time. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. It's, very, it's very convenient. So let's say here we add uh, the amount here, two, three, four. Okay, seven, seven, nine. This is the recommended. Let's go here as well. Uh, one, six, three, eight, two, eight. And then we go here, four, one, nine, four. So basically, uh, oh, actually, uh, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. We shouldn't add here the amount of the the, the fiat. We should add actually how many coins are we oh. going to buy? Okay. okay. Oh, so, so 103, we, yeah. Yeah, we here we have two millions because this coin is, is very cheap. It's only seven cents. So we have two million three hundred of this coin, uh, and then we have here uh, Algorand. Some, uh, the magic will happen after we add the coins. Ah, okay. This is very interesting. I really yeah. recommend people going to view coinexams.com. I mean, even if you are not really actually going to invest any of this money, it's just like a, a very good uh, thought process to see like uh, how you can create a portfolio, just mm. like a thought process. Because a lot of people just uh, only invest in one coin or they don't invest at all because they are overwhelmed. So this one makes the process uh, like a, a very step-by-step. -step. You don't need to really uh, think a lot about it hmm. uh, just for the paper trading. So uh, now we close all and uh, like we, we are uh, now the software is allocating like the value of our coins are measuring it and uh, adding to our portfolio. So as soon as we add all of them, so here. What's your opinion on BNB? So now, now our portfolio is done. But now we have to remove the cash because this one is all about the cash. So the, the end, right. so let's go back. And uh, because now we don't have any cash anymore, right? We already uh, invested all of our cash in the, in the crypto. So now you can see we have $1 million and uh, this is the allocation that we have. Oh, okay. What happens is now is that each 15 seconds, it we updates. will the market data. We will update the score for all the coins. So all the coins in the portfolio will have new scores. And then we will tell you if any of the coins are overvalued or undervalued. So let's say, for example, after 15 seconds, just to, to make the process a bit faster, uh, I'm going to uh, cheat a bit here, but actually you have to wait for it. Uh, let's say, for example, I have here a bit less. Uh, let's say it's even uh, even bit lower here, like let's say zero here. Okay, mm, this, uh, the amount is uh, very so huge. Uh, actually should show, but uh, yeah, let's reduce it a bit. Okay, so so right now it should show us the the amount like that we need to add to the crypto. Like ah maybe I will give me a second. I think I need to adjust the setting here as well. So here we have the account setting. We have how many the the, the cut and add notes. So when do you have to add more crypto or when do you have to reduce? So let's keep it to zero. So if any if there is any edits that need to be done, it need to show here. 
Oh, actually, there's a bug. <laughs> it's not showing right now. Sorry no about problem. That. No problem. Yeah, so as but you this saw, is very interesting. Yeah. It should show you here. It should show you how many, uh, like how many coins do you have to add and how many coins you have to sell. So let's say you have $1 million and uh, you, you want to add or sell from that. Some people don't know how, when to add or sell. So they will do technical analysis. Technical analysis is great, but how about if, if a crypto goes down in, in value, but it's well-deserved. So mm. the asset itself doesn't deserve for you to buy the dip. You know, when they say buy the dip, like mm. buy when the, the price falls down. Actually, sometimes you, do, you don't have to do that because the, it doesn't really deserve uh, mm. you to buy it. So this software will tell you if the price drops and the coin is still good utility and everything is fine and it's actually undervalued relative to the other crypto here in, the, in your portfolio, it will tell you sell, for example, IOTEX and buy Nano. Or let's say, for example, you, ha you have mm. Bitcoin. So it'll tell you uh, sell Nano and buy Bitcoin and, <coughs> and okay. so on and so forth. Okay. I think, can you, can we stop sharing the screen for a moment? Sure, definitely. Yes. And we just continue with the, yeah. So that was a great demo on the website. And as I said, for listeners out there, they can go visit coinexams.com. How, lo how long did it take you to build this? Did you program it yourself? Uh, I did. Yeah, it was a pain. Uh, I had to work like about 10 to 12 hours a day for almost yeah. a year. Wow. Congratulations on that. It's a beautiful website. And so uh, are you a com computer programmer then, obviously? To what did you I, write it? Yeah, I have like a programming ability like since uh, 20 years ago, but uh, I used to actually do like very minor stuff. I, I didn't have like a time or like a interest in building something out of scratch, but I couldn't find anything that's uh, like uh, what I needed basically in portfolio builders. So that's why I built this uh, for myself and anyone who wants to use it. Yeah, it's excellent. excellent. So use at your own discretion. So like we cannot guarantee anything, obviously, but this is what I use for myself. So if you want to try it out, uh, at least for paper trading or checking it out. So I, uh, we should put a disclaimer, as they say, this is not financial yeah, yeah, advice. I mean, this is not really investment <laughs> advice, but it's, it's very important for you to understand that there is a lot of assets. Some assets are very bad, uh, which is the argument against uh, altcoins, as they call it. Uh, a lot of them are scams, so be wary of any. And even the quality coins, which we are listing uh, as quality metrics, yeah. a lot of them might end up uh, being worse, like because there are continuous developments in the in the space, in the technological side, not only the market. So, you know this. Uh, oh, sorry, just going out of this. Let me go back. Okay. So, for those listeners out there. What I find people can't get their head around. There's 17,000 cryptos on coin market cap today. Last year, just one year ago, okay, when I was doing my uh, thesis with MIT on crypto, it was uh, 11,000. So 6,000 new coins that have come out in one year. That is phenomenal, okay? Yeah, but some, something that people have to, to realize is that a lot of them are actually tokens, not coins. So okay. the, the tokens are very dangerous. So the to if you see any token, the chance it is a scam is 99.99%. Now, so stay away that, that, that's, that is that's what I was going to add. We don't include tokens on our website. We don't bother. Because if you want to invest, for example, let's say there is a very good token called Uniswap. So Uniswap have actual utility in the liquidity and uh, providing and the exchange of tokens. But the problem is if you, if you like Uniswap so much, just invest in Ethereum. It's like, like the underlying protocol. 
so uh, even right now for bitcoin after they they uh, they allowed like some form of smart contracts there are tokens on bitcoin itself so there is a, the most uh, popular is on omni chain it's called uh, for the usdt so they have a token above bitcoin but this is obviously not a good investment so it's better just to focus on coins because these are the actual technology. So what's the difference the between what's so the difference, the basic difference, simple version. Somebody is a newbie. Okay. What, what you say? Uh, what's the a noob, a noob, a noob. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's say. Yeah. So what is the difference between a coin and a token? Okay. So the, the coin is basically, let's say it's uh, the computer itself or the software itself. A token is just like uh, someone uh, adding uh, a, pro a profile. Uh, so let's say you have Facebook, right? Facebook is the coin. So Facebook is the coin. The token uh, is just uh, someone making a profile on Facebook. So how easy is it, is it to make a profile on Facebook? So if you're investing in this profile, you are almost investing in, uh, in vaporware. But if you're investing in Facebook itself, well, it might be worthwhile. So it's not guaranteed as, as well. Some, some companies as Facebook itself end up being very bad. Okay, so, so we should say to... that people should rather invest in coins than tokens, number one. Yes, definitely. Okay. Yes. Number two, uh, one line that I always say to people, um, we were told in our course by Gary Gesner. You know Gary Gesner? He's the head of the SEC. I, I hear the name, but I'm not really okay. familiar so with him. So he was a lecturer at MIT at that time before he joined the Biden administration. And he said mm -hmm. a lot of the ICOs, are small youngsters behind a laptop that created a website, they create a coin, and it's like as if they selling you a token for a meal, but the restaurant yeah. is not even built. Okay, so yeah, the restaurant's yeah. not built, Crazy. but they're selling you a ticket for the meal. To create right now, like right now to create a token, I was just showing a friend to, to, to tell him the magnitude of the risk in investing in tokens. I, I created a, a token on Algor, an Algorand. I think it took me uh, maybe 30 seconds or so. You just, have, you just have to add the name and how many you want out of this right. token and it's done. And, so and all, all the work in actual tokens, just marketing. So they're just spending on marketing for, for selling it to the newbies out there. So you have to be worried of any token. What, what would, why would someone create a token? Why, if, if, if you had a real, what would the real need be to create a token? The real need would be maybe something in games, uh, like if you want to associate like an asset. So NFTs are the only thing that's, uh, it's, it's not really a token in a, in a sense that it's just coins, it's uh, non-fungible. So tokens are fungible. So basically you can replace one token by another, they have the same value, but NFTs have unique value. So this is the only uh, maybe utility for the smart contracts. But if you use smart contract to make a, a coin, uh, it doesn't make any sense because why would I uh, own or sell you a token when I can just own and sell you a coin? I mean, it's, it has a, a higher value. It's, uh, it's the actual product. It's like uh, trading in, in Facebook stock and trading in Facebook profile stocks. Mm -hmm. So if you have like a, a Facebook profile and they offer you stock, which so, one would you rather have, the Facebook stock or the- So let's, let's say now, if a client had to uh, have the million dollars, okay, mm -hmm. to invest, you wouldn't recommend him investing in any tokens, just in coins, correct? Yes, right. Yes. So that's that's clear. Now, and let's... even then, they have to they have to also uh, consider risk because, uh, especially in like if you buy in gold, at least you have a physical asset that cannot go to zero because it's physical, right? Uh, but I mean, physically, it cannot go to zero. 
but the, it will always have value. But for the crypto, even though we are like a lot of crypto, like Bitcoin, we are very sure in its uh, fun functionality and fundamentals. This is still a very new technology, relatively speaking. It's like maybe a decade old. So we need to really exercise caution. So whenever you enter into the crypto space, you don't invest in money that you cannot uh, afford to lose. Uh, it's very uh, high potential, uh, but it's also very high risk. So you have to consider that. Now you tell me it's high risk, and now you tell me put, don't put money. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you the reality. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess you know what. There's always those that have higher yakin or belief. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I have a belief in the crypto because I'm not sure actually. Like right now, I'm not sure which crypto is going to dominate, but I'm at least sure that a lot of them will survive. So I'm trying to to focus on the ones that's going to more likely to survive. So, so yeah. So do you know people look at Bitcoin dominance and Bitcoin dominance has been dropping, right? Uh, yes, over time. And yes. uh, do you think that's a problem, or you don't see it as a problem for Bitcoin? I see it as a natural progression because if you think so, about the aircraft when it started, the technology when it started, uh, we had the Wright Brothers uh, aircraft, which was made out of paper. Uh, at that time, it was the, the latest technology and everyone uh, liked it so much and uh, was convinced in it. And even the people from Europe who uh, tried to create airplanes, they actually created similar designs. But if you, if you were to keep the same technology today, it, it wouldn't be really very practical. So Bitcoin, the good thing is still updating. So Bitcoin is not really stagnant. Uh, even though the updates are very minuscule, there is a still hope for Bitcoin. And right now, actually, there is the, the, the there is a very practical way to use Bitcoin. So if you want to make uh, pay for uh, using Bitcoin, there is a lot of services like Lightning, and also there is uh, some services third parties who can uh, aggregate transactions. So basically, you pay with another crypto. Uh, let's say something uh, more faster, like it's uh, like Nano, for example. It's fearless. It's very fast. So you pay by this, they will aggregate the transaction and perform them as one transaction. So this is one way Bitcoin can survive. So there is lightning and there is many other solutions. So I think Bitcoin uh, will probably stay with us for a very long time, but it's not so very practical because it's the scalability issue uh, is not only about the how many transactions per second, but also the transaction fees is growing exponentially because it's directly correlated with the Bitcoin price. So that's the very problem with Bitcoin. Uh, the, the transaction price is correlated directly with the, uh, with the price. So whenever the price of Bitcoin increase, ultimately the transaction cost will increase. So if Bitcoin reaches 1 million, which, was, which is almost uh, inevitable, like it's almost guaranteed, uh, the, the fees also will increase. So I can imagine that Bitcoin will be like a central bank reserve asset similar to gold. It wouldn't be easy to move it around, but it will still have uh, like a dominance and value in the market. And you on your personal, on your personal side, mm -hmm. are, are you involved in charting or trading on a daily basis or you are more on the I long tried term? That. I tried that, I tried that, but the problem with the daily trading is that you almost always lose, even if you make profit at the end, the time you spent, uh, like it, all the people who make actual real profits, they spend a huge amount of their day daily, daily trading. You cannot just daily trade uh, for a few minutes. You have to really spend some time, even if you have set strategies. Just, just so move your they, mic, move your mic a little yeah. bit away. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, yeah. Can you hear it, Mina? Yeah. Okay. So, so basically, the the daily trading is a bit risky because 
you don't always make profits. So it's a very risky business. So I, I suggest for the people who are not really uh, into crypto like as a whole and still want to take the risk, even though uh, it's not really recommended if you cannot afford to lose the money, uh, you can go with something as simple as Bitcoin. You just uh, buy it and hold because the price is obviously there is uh, very hard to see any trajectory other than up for Bitcoin in the long term. But if you want to take more risk and be more involved, you can try to diversify with other quality crypto currencies out there. And preferably if you go with the, the hard caps, so the, the, the coins which have like a limited supply, not unlimited. So, so give, us, so give is, us a few besides Bitcoin. So if somebody wants to make an investment today and they don't want to look at it for the next five years, besides Bitcoin, what's the next? I think I think all this uh, so the the coins that I showed you uh, last like for example Nano, Iotex, Algorand, uh, Enron, uh, Phantom, BNB, Cardano, Near, uh, all these coins have uh, the very common uh, uh, commonality oh. between them. They are so fast to send, they are scalable, they are very secure. Even against like some of them uh, quantum proof. So even if the later quantum computing, which is a very supercomputers. Uh, go go online. This will will not be uh, affecting them as much compared to Bitcoin, for example. Mm. So this, like for example, Algorand, the systems they use are very advanced because they already uh, accounted for all the drawbacks of the older technologies. So I so would what, invest in this for the future. What, what would you, so you have to say? Good, to, but obviously, uh, nobody knows the future. What would you have to say? Some people are Bitcoin maximalists, like you know. You've yeah, seen yeah. Bitcoin actually, prices. I used to be. I used to be a maximalist myself. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, I, I think up until uh, 2017, I used to believe that Bitcoin is, I, at that time there was uh, other coins, but I couldn't imagine them uh, being as good. But then when I started my analysis, uh, like to compare them, I found a lot of them are actually having a much better utility and the decentralization aspect of Bitcoin is being adopted with other crypto. So Algorand until very recently was very centralized. Then they moved uh, to a decentralized model. So I think uh, any coin which is decentralized enough uh, should be a bit lower risk than others which are centralized. And Ethereum, what's your opinion on Ethereum? Uh, I just don't like coins with unlimited supply. Even though they say that the supply will be deflationary in the future, so I'll wait and see. If the supply becomes deflationary in reality and the fees go less because the fees right now are impractical. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be uh, and, uh, very uh, advocating for Ethereum anytime soon, uh, unless they, they change their uh, they are actually upgrading right now. So we don't know uh, what is going to be the outcome finally. What what is ETH two two ETH two or ETH two? Yeah, so so they are moving uh, as a lot of cryptocurrencies. They are using something called proof of stake, which is ETH two So this is a way for order to validate transactions. So let's say currently the banks. Uh, to validate your US dollar transaction, what you do is among themselves behind closed doors uh, in a very closed system, they will check your transaction to make sure you have enough money to, to support this transaction. For the crypto, it's something similar, but instead of only one or two entities, there is uh, uh, thousands of nodes validating it. The way they validate it, they use an algorithm. So it's automatically done. In, in the Bitcoin system, it's called proof of work, which requires like a lot of computing power to analyze these transactions. Other, other more, more modern uh, cryptocurrencies, or let's say just a bit uh, new, uh, they use another system called proof of stake. It's the same thing. It's also validating transactions, 
but in a more efficient way. And uh, ultimately it could be more secure in a way. I really enjoyed this conversation. Very, very By the way, I was thinking actually, because I saw you in, in, invited so, someone who is very big on crypto, John uh, Guest, I think, yes. Yes. Joshua, Joshua Guest. So I think maybe we can have like a debate and you can moderate the debates between us, <laughs> him on proof of work and me on proof of stake. It would be nice. It would yeah. be like an uh, exciting, uh, exploding uh, interview. You know what? I had a podcast with him and this is the beauty of my podcast. He's in Florida, you in Jakarta or Indonesia. Uh, and, and this is what I love about it because you might not find another person in the town that has so much knowledge on crypto, but having Zoom and having this podcast, we unlimited, it's, it's decentralized. I, yes, I really- yes, That's why the future is decentralized. In my so, so really in another month or two, I'm actually closing my physical office up because we're building the whole business decentralized, okay? And uh, we just had a, had a meeting today and we realized that if we have to get an investor into the business, okay? Uh, because there's three parts to our business now. We have the advisory where we're giving high net worth individuals and family offices, you know, people with more than $100 million net worth, we're advising them into the digital asset space and we're saying to them, you've got physical assets and now there's digital assets. Come to us, there's 17,000 cryptos. You don't know where to start. We've got our qualifications. We'll advise you how to, to diversify, you know, 1%, 2%, 3% of your portfolio into digital assets. That's the advisory. The second side is we have developed online courses using an AI technology, okay? And this is in the process. We're still, still getting it done. But where, uh, just say we make the first module and it's a 20 minute video saying, what is money? We, with the AI, we can convert it into 60 different languages. So this is the educational based section of our website that we want to launch. The third part is the e-store, like let's say an e-commerce store where you can come and buy your hard wallets, your crypto tags, you can uh, multi-sig wallets, uh, books, anything. But that runs from a drop shipment perspective. So there's no, we don't have the physical warehouse, we don't have the physical stock, and everything is trying to be built decentralized. It's a dot com website. By the way, about the investment. Yeah. Yeah. You you saw the the app that I just show you the portfolio builder. Actually, in the app, there's a feature, but it's a bait feature that you connect it to your exchange, like Binance Exchange. Okay. You put the API in. And yeah. the app will automatically manage each six minutes your portfolio. So they will buy and sell and will ah. provide liquidity for the market. Ah. Yeah. So, so right now, actually, we're working, actually, uh, coincidentally, someone also in South Africa who is also managing uh, some wealth. So they are asking us for a dashboard where they can control the, inv the investment of their... So we don't, we don't take custody of the investment and they don't either. Mm. They this just uh, ask their clients to deposit the funds in the exchange yeah, so you deposit the function in exchange and then you can just manage the settings based on uh, what is the... So your the program the would manage client the client's team. account and reallocate his portfolio contribution. It actually does right now. So it does right now, but it does it on an individual basis. So you can put your own API or even your client's API. So you can ask them to provide you for the API. And the API, sometimes you can limit uh, not to allow withdraw or deposits. So basically the money is not going uh, outside of the exchange. You're just controlling uh, which coins to buy and when to sell, when to buy. 
and uh, you can do it automatically by the settings. Uh, you can do the actual buy and sell orders automatically. It's like a remote control for your wells. So you are basically helping them, advising them, but remotely without taking custody of their money. So it's also good from the legal perspective and also from their uh, like risk perspective. They don't so, have to so worry. And at any point in time, they can sell the assets and withdraw their money. So let's let's uh, change the conversation, move more towards now that you started this website, how did you find clients? How did you find users? How did you market yourself? Did you find it a challenge? So right now, right now we don't really uh, focus on any uh, marketing for, for the portfolio app. Mostly it's just like we try to, to gather like uh, as much uh, of user base that validates the, our thesis about the utility and the comparisons. So that's what we are engaged in right now. For the portfolio app, honestly, I just focus on my own uses. So I use it for myself. It's, it's helpful for me managing my portfolio because previously, even though I had the website, I had to manually buy and sell uh, mm -hmm. based on mm -hmm. the app. Right now, because it's automated, so I saved, I shaved off like a one hour uh, a day from my work instead of I'm doing the buying and selling by myself. So, every so you don't need to set stop it's losses. Doing now, so it's buying and selling I'm not for doing you. anything. I just look at my portfolio, how much money I have each day. So that's what I can do. And if the market goes up and down, I'm happy because the app basically provides liquidity. So if the market goes down, I'm selling the coins which are not dropping and I'm buying the coins which are dropping. If the market goes up, I'm selling the coins which are overvalued and buying the undervalued. It's automatically done just based on my settings. So it's very convenient for me. So I was just even telling my friend of mine, even if zero people use this app, it's actually, uh, it's already, uh, the ROI already there for so me. You should actually rec record uh, like a time lapse of, you know, Say yes. uh, so, day one, you put in hundred dollars yes, yes. and what, so what, I'm, what does we are actually right now uh, planning. Uh, yeah, what we are planning right now is uh, like a back, uh, what you call back testing. So mm -hmm. we are building out data from the markets. Uh, we, we are collecting the data so to make back testing. So why before you even try the app, you should have the ability to see uh, how effective is it. So mm. we need to, to prove it to ourselves and to others scientifically. Uh, at I, least, I'm, uh, I'm very interested in this. That this is an ex excellent thing. It's very, so, very good. You, you know, and up, up until then, we have ads on the website that bring in some revenue. So yeah, <laughs> we're still okay. No, this is good. This is excellent. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation, Hassan. And I'm sure we'll speak in Likewise. the future and uh, stay in touch so um, let's leave leave it as that for today's podcast and we wish you all the best with your website as i said to the listeners again coinexams.com and this podcast was sponsored by global exams. Issues. Huh? coin exams coin exams more than one exam coin okay. exams coin exams have more than one exam Okay, we'll let, we'll let you give the, the ad. Say, you, you can call, say to the listeners what, what you want. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so you can just visit coinexams.com and also try to follow us on Twitter, also coinexams. We try to post any updates with the app or the website there on Twitter. So okay. we can or also Telegram, coinexams.